Amen. Amen. Now, now let, let me uh, let me say a few things. Multiple things. Um, uh, one, I don't want to go down this road too far because I have unction. But uh, uh, when we have gifts of the Spirit and so forth, sometimes you, I don't know if everyone can even hear what I'm saying and uh, with everything going. Uh, but there always needs to be uh, things done in a certain order so that there's a benefit. And sometimes when, when there's a lot going on and everything, that's why we don't have just open anyone can speak because it won't be received and won't be heard by everyone and so forth, okay? And uh, anyway, we could talk about that all day long. Uh, what we did so far in this service, it worked. It worked. Meaning, it wasn't fruitless. It didn't lack benefit. It didn't lack, uh, you know, reception from God in heaven. It worked. And that's the way the kingdom of God works. Is He gives us things, principles, activities, expressions of our worship and faith and so forth to act on and when we do they work it produces results not some of the time all of the time and one of the things i i i heard and what one of the reasons i kept going on and on and 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 honestly i could just keep going i mean it's pretty fun it's 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 nice in here uh but one of the reasons I kept going on and on and on is because of something came up in my heart about, about people being too um, focused on problems, basically. It's like they have a passion for the problem. Instead of a, well, I'm, I'm in the peas now, in a pursuit of the plan <laughs> uh, of God. So, you know what? Uh, but instead of seeking after answers and zeroing in on what the Lord says, they're too conscious of the problem. And if that's you, you know what? Uh, we can all probably relate to you. <laughs> if that was you tonight, then that's the word of the Lord to you. And I hope, my hope is, I don't know for sure, I hope is, my hope is when you did that, you forgot about the problem. Sometimes you forget about it just long enough, it's gone. It just gets blown out. Because when we worship God, when we press into His presence, it really does work. It produces God-level results in our lives. It produces kingdom activity. The angels are, I, 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 if we could see them, they're probably uh, worshiping better than we are. <laughs> you know? It really does work. It's not a hit and miss. Amen. Uh, and let me say this as well, because, uh, well, this popped into me. <laughs> I say popped into me. That's not biblical lingo, but uh, right before the service is sometimes people are, are living from, even Christians, even good Christians, love God and everything, living from uh, really crisis to crisis going from problem to problem, from issue to issue, and, uh, you know, just not a whole lot of victory in their life. And, 
you know, they may have a problem and they, it's very possible that they look to the Lord and we all should if we run into some stuff. Look to the Lord and, uh, and, and he's, He is where our help comes from and of course that is to be commended. But I really don't desire to live my life, even if I'm looking to the Lord, living my life from problem to problem. I'd rather go from glory to glory and from faith to faith. Hmm. If I have to go through a valley of the shadow of death, I should realize it is just a shadow. <laughs> and I should go through it. I mean, no, that's different than setting up shop. Putting up a tent. Where, are you, where do you live? What's your address? Well, 666 <laughs> South Shadow of Death Street <laughs> in the valley. That's the city. What would be the state? <laughs> California. <laughs> What's the zip code? <laughs> well, they're in the nines over there, right? So, 91666. <laughs> anyway, don't stay there. If we go through, make sure we quickly get through. Because really the goal of our lives is... is you know, we're, th we're this side of the cross. We're not waiting for the Messiah to come. We're not waiting for the Savior. We're not waiting for God to come rescue us. No, Jesus already came and rescued us. So the day in which we live is called, in the Scripture, the day of salvation. It's, the ex it's called the accepted time, right? The day of salvation. So we're in that day. It's our day to live saved, to live victorious, to live free. Amen. Amen. I'm not saying that a good Christian never have, has any problems. I, I, it's just not the, def, the definition of our lives. It shouldn't be the main picture where we're problem, 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 problem. No. Go from glory to glory, from victory to victory. And we got problems. We deal with things, you know. But, but, but I don't want to live from crisis to crisis. Let me say it another way. I don't want to live from healing meeting to healing meeting. Well, good thing one of those healing meetings are coming up. Or even from Sunday to Sunday. Man, I sure got to go in there and get my, get my boost, get my jolt. <clears throat> now listen, don't get me wrong about that. If you need a jolt, we'll jolt you. <clears throat> I'll, I'll bring the Word, the Spirit, I'll pray, I'll do whatever I can, lay my hands on you till all the hair comes off your head, if, if that's what you need. That happened to Pastor Bill. <laughs> Sorry, all the bald jokes automatically go to him. But you understand what I mean. Uh, if, you need, if you need it, of course, we're the family, we're the church, we're here for you, we'll always be here for you. And if you're in a crisis, let's get you out of the crisis. But let's not stay in that cycle. We want to get past living from... Another way to say it, some people have said it this way, and I, I, I agree. It's better to, to, to live a life that's blessed than it is to have a life that's full of miracles. A blessed life is better than a miracle life. So what do you mean? I kind of like miracles. Listen, I like miracles too. But think about it. If you need a da da da, a miracle, a breakthrough, a, a, a power demonstration, that means there's something wrong. Right? There is a great need. There is a great pain. There is a great deficit of something. And so we're praying and believing God for a miracle. And thank God if we need that, we need that. But you know one thing... Better than being healed of pain? It's not needing it. 
Say, need prayer for anything? Oh, I can't think of anything. Hallelujah! Now, those don't make the testimony list. Right? I mean, Amy's reading testimonies and they all say, nothing wrong. Nothing. Praise God, nothing. <laughs> I didn't need a miracle. I didn't need healed. I have too much, too much money. <laughs> I mean, we kind of minimize that because it's like, well, where's the bad part? We like to, you know, like in a movie, you like to see someone really bad and the situation's almost going to be, you know, catastrophic. And then last minute, the hero saves the day. Yes! Right? And, and that's more exciting. And I love that. You need a miracle? I'm believing God with you for a miracle. But I'd rather have you be blessed. Get the healing, get the answer, get the provision, get the victory, and the next week, still have it. And the week after that, so how's it going? Do you need another miracle? No, I'm still riding in the blessing. See how that's a better way to live? And, and I think we ought to seek that. Maybe I can have my Bible. We do use this occasionally. Uh, um, praise God. There's a verse over in Second uh, Corinthians. Maybe you could turn there with me for a moment. Everybody okay? Thank you, Lord. Second Corinthians uh, chapter uh, 11. And verse 9. No, is that it? Anybody like that verse? <laughs> um, you like any of the other ones? <laughs> Where's the one about Eve? Uh, 11? No. Oh, no, that's not it. Thank you. For, me, for uh, evangelist Cliff Graham is in the house. Right here. That you heard it from someone else? Thank you for repeating that. You did see it. You know, uh, one of our missionary evangelist right here is in the house tonight, Cliff Graham. Amen. After the service, he's going to work miracles. <laughs> Amen. He believes in miracles. Uh, verse 3. Second Corinthians 11.3. But I fear, lest somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve... By his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Okay, what's Paul's concern about them? That they would leave, they'd be deceived, they'd be corrupted, and they would leave what he called simplicity. Say it out loud, say Christ, Christ is, is simple. simple. Okay, but what do we mean by that? I don't mean there's not a lot to learn. I don't mean that he's not deep. Uh, it just, when it comes to our relationship with him, one of the problems we have at times is we complicate it. 
We're trying to look a thousand different directions and we just need to look one direction. This word simplicity is also translated at times singleness. Just one thing. He said, I want you to stay simple. The enemy is trying to get you off thinking, oh, there's a thousand things wrong with me and I, there's a whole bunch I don't know. Just know Him. Amen. It's just Jesus and what He did for you and what He did for me in His victory in the, you know, with the cross and being raised from the dead. And if I can see that, I've got it. And if, if, I, if I will not allow the enemy to, to get me off of the main thing, then God works. You know, we prophesied earlier about demonstration. And uh, uh, when Paul said that, he wrote to this same church and talked to them about the demonstration of the Spirit and power. He, he, in that context, he said, I determined when I was among you not to know anything except for Christ and Him crucified. He, so he wasn't trying to, uh, to, to elaborate on all things. He just said, I'm just going to stay with the basics right here. And what, what happens when you stay with the basis of, basics of Christ and Him crucified? Demonstration of God. Yeah. That's what produces miracles. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I know from, from an a, uh, evangelism standpoint, there are people in the body of Christ, and, and God bless them, I'm not against this method depending on the context but they think you have to I'm saying it almost like it's a negative but I'm that's not really my motive but their approach is you almost have to have a logical explanation to win everybody to Jesus and the really the mentality is is for those who are highly educated and highly skeptical and so they're always dealing with um uh what do we call it? Apologetics, the defense of the gospel and creation and proving that God exists and, and, and all from a mental standpoint. And again, honestly, I, I like to listen to that myself. I love to, to hear that and talk about it. But I don't think that's always the answer. Because there are a whole lot of people who come to Jesus and the best way they, could un they can explain it is, I, I just knew it was right. And their brain was in the, you know, in the trailer a couple hitches back, trying to catch up to their experience. It's like, you were saying this, and I just knew this was right. I knew I needed to give my life to the Lord. And they did, and they got saved. And you know, things like healing and those kind of things work the same way. It's not because we figured it all out, and we've got so much mental power invested, and we were able to lay it I just believe what Jesus did for me at the cross. And look at that. Wow, I can move it. Wow, look at that right there. Amen. Amen. And so, uh, these principles of the kingdom of God are, are simple, not complicated. And if we ever find ourselves making it complicated, let's back up and say, okay, maybe I'm getting too much in my head right here. You ever seen someone try to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and they and and, and they said I, I'm not I can't speak in tongues or anything because and, and they're they're all they're just speaking out of here. They say oh, I can't just, I'm just thinking about it. I don't know if it's real. I don't you know and they're analyzing. They're so analytical they can't let their spirit manifest. And if we could rest here and live out of here, ooh, there's the glory, there's the power. I mean, to some, what we did earlier, we spent close to an hour just worshiping the Lord. Maybe 45 minutes just worshiping the Lord. Some with song and some without song. We just worship it. That doesn't make any sense. Why would you waste your time doing that? 
man, we, get, we should be more productive. I want to learn something. Well, hopefully that was a learning lesson. <laughs> that if you'll spend time with God and get in His presence with everything inside of you, it is of such great value. Amen. The presence of God manifest in your life is worth far more than any kind of lesson you can learn. Far more than any kind of you know, achievement you can, you can gain. Living in His presence. And if we learn how to tap into that, and by the way, I say learn how, it's not complicated, it's just do that. Worship works. Here, 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 here's where I'm, where I'm thinking right now. Um, one of the words used in, in this book, uh, and it's used in different ways, uh, but it, it is the word law. L A. U-G-H, law, no, L-A-W, <laughs> uh, law. Now, of course we know it's used about the law of Moses, Ten Commandments, all that stuff. It's also used to describe the way the kingdom of God works, and I like the word. I like the usage of the word law, because to me it says uh, that it doesn't bend, it's absolute, it always is this way. And if I recognize that the kingdom of God works by laws, then I can just say, okay, here's the situation. What do I apply? Here's my life. Here's my experience or my need or my want or God's call. What principle applies to this? Because if I know the principle, then it's automatic. There's no hit and miss. There's no trial and error. It's just, well, I'm going to apply the principle that works. Everybody with me? Okay. Um, what, go to Romans 8. You'll see, you're, you're familiar with, probably with this one. I don't want to make a statement and not give a, at least one example. Uh, Romans chapter 8 and verse 2. Romans 8 verse 2 reads, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So in other words, if, if, a, if the law of sin and death is dominating a person, is, is working in a person's life, and, and, and one way you could say that is I sin and then I reap the consequences, reap the curse... How could I apply a greater law, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, which means I'm forgiven, I'm, I, I receive uh, blessings from God by His grace instead of by what I do. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, so there's, there's a law there. There, there is a law, meaning it's all the time, it's absolute, there is a law of life. Yeah. What does life do? Well, it beats death. It does. Well, I got death working in me. Well, good news. There's a law of life that overcomes, supersedes, disenables the law of death. Death would be a curse. Death would be um, the enemy working in our lives in, in any way. There is the law of the spirit of life. Say it out loud with me. Say, I have working in me the law. Of the, of, life, of the Spirit of life, 
in Christ Jesus. I get not what I deserve, but what Jesus bought and paid for. I get it because He loves me. Not because I'm good enough, but because Jesus died. He died for me, and now life works in me. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> See how that works? It works on the mountain, and it works in the valley. It works everywhere you go. The law of life will work for you. Come on, jump in the flow. Let it out of your mouth. Speak it out with a shout. Let God's life begin to work and drive out all fear and doubt. Amen. So there, there, there's this law. Another, another law, and you know some of these, but Romans chapter 3 talks about a law of faith. Law of faith. Faith is one of these laws that works universally. It actually works for believers. For, uh, it sounds a strange way to say it that way, because believing is faith. Uh, it works for Christians, for non-Christians. But there's a universal law of faith that works in the earth, and it works in the kingdom of God. People use it accidentally in the world. I, I, remember, uh, I remember in the presidential campaign, the last one, you know, I know there's a lot of contention there. Uh, but I remember when, uh, when the president was campaigning, and I didn't know much about him. A lot of us were wondering if he was really saved or, you know, he'd say he's a Christian and, and different things like that. And then we'd hear from, you know, people that were close to him and say, yes, he has received the Lord. I'd say, well, I hope so because he doesn't always act like it and, you know, and, and that kind of stuff. And, uh, but I remember listening to him. That's back in 16, I guess, 16. Um, and I would hear statements that he was making. And I remember telling some friends of mine, I said, he is using principles of the kingdom when he speaks. I noticed several times, he is using faith. Now, he didn't always turn the other cheek. We know that. <laughs> but the principle of faith he was using, he would declare things. I'm thinking, that is bold. And I, I was seriously, I took note of it. It registered on the inside. I thought, that's how you do, that's how you do it. I bet he, I didn't follow him you know, before. I bet he used it in his business practices. Business people should use this law. Everyone should use this, the law of faith. Amen. Praise God. How does it work? Well, in short, without going into great detail, the law of faith works by, it works by the Word and the Spirit. It is zeroed in on anything that God has promised. And whenever God promises something, this is how we operate in this law. We look at it, we read it, we think about it, we digest it, we ask the Lord to reveal it to us. We look at the promise, we meditate on the promise, not the problem, but the promise. We think about what God has said, what God has said. We get that deep inside of it, and then we speak it out. It's how we got saved. We believed in our heart, and we said with our mouth, and boom, just like that, you were born again amazing and those the, the, the principles of believing in the heart and saying with the mouth are some of the main things if you want to stay out of crisis to crisis you better use the law of faith because it's working for all of us all the time whether we realize it or not amen so what do you, uh, what's what's the other side you said the word and the spirit well the other side is whatever the lord says to you in other words, as we spend time in His presence, as we worship the Lord, He will reveal, He'll say things to us. When He does, we get that. We say, yes, I accept that, I believe that, and we speak that out. Yeah? 
And it's important that we do. In other words, I can't stay out of valley life, where the valley girls are. Uh, I can't stay out of the, the valley of the shadow of death on a consistent basis if my mouth keeps me there. If I speak as a resident. Yeah. And sometimes people come to church and it's like, help me, help me, help me. They're trying to climb out of the pit. And then all week long, their mouth is in the pit. And that violates the law of faith. That violates the laws that God set in motion so His people could rise above and live victoriously. It's not complicated. It's, it's um, I, I believe the kingdom of God works this way. Uh, and God intended it to not be uh, wishy-washy or maybe or uncertain. Where you kind of never really know. How many know there's a theology out there and people actually believe that you never know what God's going to do? It's always a mystery. Everything's a mystery. God in His mysterious way. And they're just kind of shooting in the dark, hoping something works out and praying that God will come, make it come through. And they come to church hoping that, that, that the, the preacher has a word of knowledge for them. And most of the time they go out and it wasn't for them. Man, why did it get to someone else? See, so they're just guessing. There's no certainty. There's no absolute. They're not functioning by laws. They're functioning by maybes. God is not that, un- He's not that unpredictable. He certainly has His secrets. He certainly has things that I don't know about and we don't know about and He might not even tell us. Right? There are things out in the future, things in His plan, things He wants to do. But here's what we can count on. We can count on this. And if He said it, if He promised it, if Jesus died for it, if He suffered and paid the price so we could have it, I can count on that. And the laws of faith, the laws of, uh, of God's kingdom uh, enable me to lay hold of them. So my life can be constant, can be steady. I can live from victory to victory instead of defeat to defeat. Everybody okay? Amen. You know, there's a. I I believe this is a law. I don't don't see this exact phrase in Scripture, but the, the law of light. Light. In other words, light dispels darkness. It's a physical law. It's a spiritual law. Meaning, how many know? Even on the on the planet, if we turn off. Uh, we come in this in this building um, after hours. You walk into this auditorium and it's totally dark, right? And what's the solution? Turn on the lights. And how many know there is no there's no argument, there's no discussion, there's no battle, there's no fight, there's no uh, great conquest. It's just immediately without uh, without hesitation, darkness goes. See that picture in the natural realm is is what we have in the spirit realm. All right. If I will walk in the light, that has to do with understanding and knowledge of God's will. Darkness just cannot exist. It's not even, we don't even work up a sweat. Light dispels darkness. If I walk in light, if I use the light of God's word, it's a law. It just works. Amen. Amen. And so if we yield to darkness and that kind of stuff, um, you know, we're just working the, the, the laws of God in, in, in an opposite way. And, uh, and, and we can turn this thing right around. Amen. Again, you look at so many things that the Lord said, so many verses some of you you're familiar with. Remember when Jesus said, uh, seek and you will find? That, that's pretty, they say, what does that mean? <laughs> that means if you seek, you will find. 
could you break that down for me? What, what is that in the original language? Well, originally, if you spoke Koine Greek, means if you seek, you will find. What is that in the Latin, though? <laughs> See, sometimes we, t- we, try to, we try to say, oh, what does that really mean? No, don't dig. <laughs> Some things don't need digging. They don't need breaking apart. Seek and you'll find. And there's no maybe there. Christians are famous for adding exceptions to themselves. Well, I saw it and I didn't find. That's the problem. You think that's even a possibility. You think it's even a possibility, the entertainment of that thought that you could seek after God and not get anywhere has totally crippled your spiritual life. Entertaining that thought for a moment. The fact that that thought even pops into your brain, I could pray and not get answered. The fact that that thought exists is a problem. And it's time to put, go full in, all in, uh, full force, full all barrels pointed at that issue that seed of Satan that calls your father unfaithful. That says his word does not work every time for everyone. That seed. And we, we can school ourselves back to simplicity. Back to singleness. That says whatever the Lord says, I say that. I do that. I act on it. Always works. Amen. And I'm no longer living from bump to bump, from (laughs) issue to issue. Amen. But operating in the principles of God's kingdom. Amen. Amen. Brother Cliff, do you have anything you want to say? Come on up and say what you want to say. funny because I think I could wrap it up. You may. So, um, you know, sometimes when we get in the presence of God, he speaks to us directly. And sometimes he speaks to us for the corporate body. And the challenge is when we get in this unction that we want to think, oh, it must be for everybody. But many times he's just, he should be ministering to each one of us individually. I think he's closing. And so, so many times when I'm sitting somewhere, I, I didn't want to sit right there. I, I would have been okay right there. But when God starts speaking to you, he should be communicating to each one of us because we are all individuals. How do I know that? Because we all have a different thumbprint. So while we're here in the corporate anointing, he should be ministering to all of us because guess what? You might have a different challenge than I do. You might have a different challenge than I do. You might have a different blessing than I do. And so he speaks to us all differently. Well, so I'm sitting here and he showed me a, a olive branch on the head. And I, I remember one time I was ministering somewhere in Riccioni, Italy, and I saw it on this young lady. What is that? And I promised the Lord I would say what I see. And then I remembered that in Greco-Roman times, if you won in the Olympics, it was more honorable to wear that wreath or that um, that wreath or whatever it's called 
Yeah, it's a crown of but olive leaves than it was to have gold or riches because that meant, listen to this, that you were a conqueror. Man, I can just stop right there. Because Pastor Mark started digging there a couple times a different way. And so I saw it first and I was like, wow, that's cool. Who's that for? And my first thought is when he's speaking to me on the front row, it's for me. Because many of us wanted better be talking to us when the anointing is so strong God should be talking to each one of us but then I saw it a second time and I went oh my gosh this is for us just like Pastor Mark was ministering Romans 8.37 says we are more than conquerors I can't even I was trying to figure out how to close on that but it'd be and this is this is a crass way. You are better than the Super Bowl. Victorious Super Bowl winners. Do you, do you understand that? So I looked it up. And I, I try to be careful when I'm especially sitting on the front row. It says, to vanquish beyond, beyond that is gain a decisive victory. Does that make sense? To vanquish beyond that is gain. It means... You're not just a conqueror. You're not just the blessed one. You are more than the blessed one. And when Christ died on the cross for us, He handed that victory to us that He is the victorious one. And then He said, I take that authority and I give it to each one of you. Just like He kept saying, He kept saying, listen, it's not from bump to bump, from healing to healing but it's living in the overflow. That's what He's got for every one of us. He has more than a conqueror. And I remember when I prayed for that young Italian girl, she was doing a Bible study, and it was a challenging um, a challenging outreach because she was a youth, and then it's a patriarchal society, and so to have a strong um, woman, girl, she was a teenager, 18, to have her in this place... Um, it went against all the grain of the society. And I, I remember when I laid hands on her, basically what the Lord was telling me to tell her, you are a winner and walk in that beyond victory. Do you understand this? And, and just like Pastor Mark was saying, you are not a worm. You are not just, I, I just, I'm going to scramble to the church ground so that I can make it for the week. If you come out of here and say, and not like an arrogant way, I am more than a conqueror. Every area. I love how John Osteen said it, Joel's father. He said, when they got to the top of the barrel, people said, well, it doesn't take any faith to live at the top of the barrel. He said, but do you know how much faith it got to fill the top of the barrel? If you knew how much faith, now listen, we're more than conquer. I can throw the mic down. We are more than conquerors. And and he wants us to know who whoever you are, whatever your name is, wherever your your living is, you are more than a conqueror. And it's deep embedded in you when Christ came into your life. And I'm already blessed beyond measure just sharing it. Um he has every answer. He has every problem, every solution to every problem. He has every way to find it. And when we get in the presence here, 
Listen, I, I sit here and I say, I, I don't know, 100 churches a year of country to country. I was in Dubai on Monday. I was in England on Tuesday. I was in Florida on Tuesday night, Tulsa on Thursday, Sun Valley on Monday morning. I don't know, whatever now. And now I'm here and then I'll be gone. But no matter where I sit here and I say, my goodness, this is a holy spot right here. And why miss a time here? Because you are getting the full gospel. And your life, just being told you're more than a conqueror, your life, you should just go, wow. I get, wow. Backwards, it's wow. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's you. Not in an arrogant way. Because Christ died for us. And he lives on the inside of us. And he wants to take that victory to the uttermost parts of the world. So, you go in us. We're so grateful for you guys. Big things are coming. Oh my gosh. Big things are coming.